Hey guys, welcome back to the Elliot Confidential Podcast. My name is Aiden. I'm joined by my father, Christopher Elliot, my uncle, Dustin Elliot, and my brother, Aaron Elliot. Let's just get started, shall we? <laughs> that was a great introduction. Welcome to the Elliot Confidential Podcast. It's been 14 days since we've posted anything, and I thought we would start by telling people why we missed it. Why weren't we... Yeah, why didn't we have a podcast last well, I think, week? I think Aaron's already uh, jumping to the yeah, I know Aaron just said back. it. <coughs> I know we all got sick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so unfortunate, you know. It was a little bit of monkey pox and coronavirus. <laughs> and so we decided that the moment we all got sick, that we were going to, we were going to do a marathon. We were going to eat as many restaurants as possible and go to uh, indoor public spaces. So as to... In fact, as many people as humanly possible. Okay, yes, yes exactly. of course, of course. No, that's not what we did, but but that's an interesting story. Uh, the the thing that got us very sick was we walked to the top of Lycabettus Hill, which has one of the best views in all of Athens. Beautiful 360-degree view of the city and all the attractions. Well, apparently the view was so bad it made you guys sick, so I don't think it could, I don't think it's that good. But it's a strenuous walk up the hill. And it once was a good we get, kind of sick, though. Like in California, they say sick, man. Oh, sick. Sick. Really sick. Sick. It means yeah. like, oh, yeah. Rip the waves apart, man. Rip the waves. In this exciting episode of the LA Confidential Podcast, we are going to talk about Like a Better Hill. We'll get right back to that. And uh, we also are going to talk about the uh, Panagrati neighborhood tour that we took here. It's not the kind of tour you take when you go to Athens. We'll also do your reader emails, or your emails from readers. And we've got a question for you at the end, so stick around. But first, let's talk about this uh, ascent to Lycabettus Hill and, mm -hmm. and us getting desperately ill and then not being able to do a podcast. You discovered like about a sale, Aaron. Yeah, so we were staying in near the that metro station, Ammonia, and we decided, oh, let's go over to this hill. It looked like a nice hill. We had seen it before. There's a nice church on top. So it seemed interesting. So we went up, and this was like in the first three days of being here, and we were amazed. It was great, you know. It was a wonderful view, and the weather was perfect. So we decided to come up, and I think we've gone up three times now. So we, I've come up twice with Dustin. I think Dustin must be the person that's gone up there the most because three times. But on the on that particular day when we went up, we were thinking, you know, we were all confident. We were thinking, oh, we're just feeling a little bit maybe tired. And then uh, we went up to the top. And when we got to the top, we realized something was seriously wrong. I remember getting down to the bottom. We got into our apartment, and I immediately went to bed and slept for twenty four hours. That's how sick I was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you remember that? I don't remember yeah, you, it like The reason that. you don't is because you were sick, too. You know, the time kind of warped. But, okay, but, Aaron, I, I'm sorry, but I did not get sick. No, I did not get sick. On a related note, I think that you really have to go up like a Bettis Hill, whether you're sick or not. Because like a Bettis Hill has one of the best views of all of Athens. You get to see the, the Acropolis. You get to see uh, Olympic that, Stadium. that Olympic Stadium. Yep. Yeah. You get to see all of the neighborhoods. You can see the mountains. You can see the Mediterranean. There's an amphitheater up there, too. Yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. There's an open really air beautiful. amphitheater. I heard Ray Charles actually played at that amphitheater. Absolute beautiful area. That's cool. Just the he greatest view of the city. And there's beautiful restaurants and cafes yeah. up there, too. You guys haven't been there at night, but I walked up there at night with Dustin. Amazing. All the lights. 
the Acropolis was lit up perfectly. I took some beautiful images. Why does your voice sound like yeah, that? What are you, what are you doing? Why don't you talk What's, in your talking uh, voice? Hey, Peter. Hey, Peter. Hey, guys. Well, okay, hey. so basically, you know, you ever heard of the video game Kirby? No. Okay, well, yesterday I ate a voice actor, and I've sounded like this ever since. It's very weird. I'm yes. trying to get over it. Okay, good. Well, let, let us know when you're back to normal. Uh, okay. I think this is the new normal. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, yeah, like COVID. It's the new normal. Yeah. Panagrati. We took a neighborhood tour of Panagrati with uh, a volunteer from This Is Athens, which is the uh, Athens Tourism Development Wait, wait he's a uh, volunteer? Organization. Yeah, he's a, he's a volunteer. Spiros. Oh. Nice guy. Great. And he, he walked around. They have a program called... Um, this is Athens with a local. That is what it's called, and it's it's free. They will tell, they'll show you around the other parts of Athens that a lot of tourists don't get to see. Wow! And and so we went and walked around for probably about two and a half hours yesterday into some of the neighborhoods that tourists never go to. What did we find, Iden? Uh, we passed by kind of an international food store where they sell Turkish gazos and American Dr. Pepper. If you're trying to look for a beverage that you can't usually find in many international destinations and you just really crave that beverage, you got to go there. No idea how to pronounce the name. It's all written in Greek script. But uh, it's I'm, sure, to me, yeah. I'm sure you'll be able to, you'll be able to find it. It's, in, it's right in the, sep, in the center of yuppie Athens. Uh, past that, we basically just passed by our, our uh, daily uh, food places that we usually go to. Yeah, we've, we've discovered some food places. Yeah. And then Olympic Stadium. Dustin, what did you think of that? You can actually get in for free. You can. If you go from the backside, you can actually get access it where all the local Athenians access the stadium. And there's people actually running around the stadium and they're exercising. And um, it's a great view. And that whole neighborhood behind the stadium is also a it's a neighborhood where it's pretty much locals and our local guide wanted wanted um us to be aware that in order to grow athens they, they had to focus on 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 the local population that, that could then kind of bring in tourists and, mm -hmm. and show them the the appropriate mannerisms of behavior and the appropriate etiquette no, 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 no flat-handed uh, yeah. gestures. And you know, and yeah, I, you know, there's it, it was it was nice, but it's also that that neighborhood is full of like composers, writers, people that worked in theater, a lot of jazz clubs, libraries. Yes, and food. And actually, that was he was really into the food. Uh, our guide, Spiros, and. And Aaron and I took note of all the places that he was talking about. Exactly. We actually ended up going to one of this one of these places for food. Yes. There's a there's a little cafe called Oh Boy, and it has Oh Boy, Oh Boy, Oh Boy. Oh boy. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Well, it's well known for its desserts, coffee, and brunch things, meandering food things. We're food gonna stuffs. get a copyright strike for that. Uh -huh. I swear to God, Disney's gonna come out. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So it has a bunch of food stuff and. We decided we were going to get some desserts because it had been my birthday a couple of days before and I didn't get any desserts. And so people were like, eh, I'm craving that you dessert. You have to have a cake. Oh, yeah, yes. have a cake. Well, yeah, it had some pretty good desserts. There are also a bunch of other restaurants here that are just really fascinating. I mean, we've uh, today we went to a restaurant and I don't think I've ever been to a restaurant like this before. It was called Mystic Pizzeria. And this was not like on the, the tour, but it was in the neighborhood. Yeah, 
And it was it was really it was a fascinating place. Like it served food that I didn't expect to ever be served because I'm so used to going, you know, in the United States. When you say I'm, I want a pizza. It's like, you know, it's a pizza. But this is a different pizza. It has different flour, a different cheese. Well, we are vegans, so of course the cheese is going to be different. But it was like a different experience. And yeah. I was actually very pleasantly shocked. A lot of <laughs> restaurants here are very unique. Yeah, so one of the places that he mentioned was Veneti. And I originally thought it was mostly just for tourists. But he said that it's actually a local favorite too. But one thing that wasn't a local favorite was the pizza. Because my favorite part of Veneti was actually the pizza. And some people also call Veneti Venice, but the locals call it Veneti. He was actually very upset when I said the pizza was the best. But I swear to God, if you go here and you try the Veneti pizza, you'll be surprised. I'd like to ask the same question that I asked a couple of weeks ago about Athens. Is is this a good time to, of year to be here? The reason hot. I ask is that uh, temperatures have gotten yeah, a little yeah, bit warmer. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. It's, it's a little bit hot, but... There's not too many tourists. I mean, there are some, but not too many. We walk around the city, have a good time. As long as you don't go out in the city midday, you should be totally fine. Uh, it's not overcrowded. There, we've, we've been to places when it's overcrowded, and that's not fun at all. Okay, so, so I, I would say, still in general, yeah. this is a good time to be okay. here. Okay, good. Dustin, you went to an art gallery today uh, alone. Should tell I us talk in a radio voice or should I just talk in radio yes, voice? Tell us what you think. Yeah, tell us what you think, Dustin. Well, I went to the Basile and Elysee Golandris Foundation. It's on 13 Eratosthenos Street. It's in Athens and it is run by a private family. It's very wealthy. It's right near a basilica, well, an Orthodox church. And it has random, well, random art from all the great artists of the last 100 years. So you can find obscure Picasso, Gauguin, Rodin, who else? Um, the list goes on. Kandinsky, Paul Klee, some Impressionists, Post-Impressionists, whatnot. So and it's five uh, different etages, so five different floors. And it was... It's a lot of art. It's a lot of art, and it's a lot of obscure art, but it's cool because, all, you know, you'll be walking down the gallery and you'll see a um, Paul can't pronounce it, Giacometti. You'll see a Giacometti and uh, illustration. You're like, whoa, what's that doing there? So, you know, it's cool. Or you'll see a, a um, I, I guess who, what's the artist's name now? I forget now. It's Ernst Richter. I think it's Paul Richter. It's one of the Richters. Anyways, <laughs> either way. What is that, Richter? Richter. Uh, it, uh, he's an artist. Not From Andy Richter. You'll see an Andy Richter. Ah, Andy Richter. Andy Richter. I love Andy Richter, the Swedish German. It sounds very inspiring. But, it, you know, I, try, I really wanted, I tried for it to become inspiring. I want it to inspire me, but inspiration is interesting. I would say for the artists listening, um, I highly recommend going to that museum. And um, it is ins inspirational, but as we know how inspiration works, it, yes. you can't, always, it can't be on demand ever. You're listening to the LA Confidential Podcast. I'm Christopher Elliott here with Aaron Iden and Dustin Elliott. We're at the point where we're going to talk about your reader comments. I love this part of our podcast because we have a lot of fun with uh, reading your feedback and responding to it. And we had a note from Jonah that said, please improve the audio quality of the podcast. A possible good step might be having the participants use headsets rather than conference speakers. So I wanted to ask the person who actually edits our podcast 
are we using conference speakers? How are we doing this? Can you maybe run, run us through how we're getting the audio and why maybe last week or, or two weeks ago, our last podcast, the audio wasn't that great? You know, the great thing about podcasts is that it really allows the democratization of conversations, great conversations, in fact. And so we're using a very simple method that really anyone can use since nowadays everyone has access to a phone. So what we do is basically we start recording each of us individually on our phones and then we synchronize our audio in post using uh, an audio editing software. Uh, it could be any audio editing software, but we synchronize it and that's how it works. So what you're listening to, what you're listening to is actually a composite of all of our phone's audios. We're sticking our phones right up next to our face for 30 minutes straight and talking with each other. Uh, our phones are our microphones. So that's yeah. how we make the podcast. And our phones actually are, they have very good microphones. Yeah, very good microphones. But here's where things went wrong last week. We had a couple of issues where people were not hard, holding their yeah. phones close enough to their faces or they were holding them uh, too close to their face and they were yelling and then they were spiking. We have a note here from Nick. He said, I'm surprised you didn't do more research about the neighborhood. This is the disastrous vacation rental that we ended up in two weeks ago. There are literally thousands of Airbnbs in Athens. If you consulted with someone who lives there, they could have guided you. Uh, finally, you couldn't have gone wrong with any Airbnb with good ratings within a mile or so from the Acropolis. Wow. I would like to... Uh, you know what? Okay, I have to stop. No, wait, I've, I've got to stop. a little bit accusatory. Right? I've got just, to, just a little bit. That's yeah. a little bit accusatory. I have to stop. I have to stop you right there. Because, okay, you can't go wrong with a place that's within a mile of the Acropolis and has good reviews on Airbnb. This place matched... This place really passed those two criteria. So yeah. I'm going to just say this. And it wasn't Airbnb. It was VRBO. That yeah, it was VRBO. Yeah. So I would just say this. And also, this place was on Airbnb, by the way. It was yeah. listed on Airbnb. It so was too, yes. Here's, here's what I would say to this person is, look, I've been, I've been looking at rentals for a long time now. And you make a point, you know, more research was necessary. But the thing is that you have to realize is we were, on, we were short on time, basically. We ended up choosing this place. It met all of the criteria, and the horrible thing about Airbnb is that, uh, no, VRBO, sorry, is that you don't get to see exactly where the place is. Well, that's for so, both. So all you can do is look at some of the reviews, and the review says, oh yeah, the place is in a, is in a little bit of a rougher neighborhood, but it's okay. And if someone says that, I'm going to believe that. And this person obviously uh, did, they kind of, they kind of toned down the severity of how bad a neighborhood this was. It was a very bad neighborhood, and it was a very dark apartment. Yeah, and it, it was terrible. It was just there terrible. were just there were just omitted details everywhere. It had eighteen glowing reviews, but in the end, it wasn't for us. And and the I, way that they actually rigged the reviews is very interesting because they uh, they quickly gave us a refund. And when you give a refund, then the person who uh, gets the refund can't leave a review. So that way, only people who like the place will give a review. Yes, and I when we went over there, when we, went, when we went over there the first time, the guy who showed us around the place, he's, mm -hmm. he actually asked us, 
So um, just want to make sure that you're going to stay for the full amount of time. Right. If, if you have to ask that, then you probably already know that a lot of people decide not to stay. And that's a tactic because then you're like, okay, if you don't like it, we want you to leave as soon as possible so you can get your refund and you don't give us a bad review and then leave us alone. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, I, I think that the other problem is that there's really no place you can go for reliable, objective vacation rental reviews. It just doesn't exist. Yeah. You have, you're, you're basically a prisoner of either Airbnb or VRBO's reviews, and those reviews, you're not seeing everything. Some of the reviews will sunset after a while. Some of them won't even make it onto the system. And so you're, you rely on these reviews, but they're not, they don't tell the full picture. Mm. Yeah, you rely on the reviews, but the reviews are not reliable. Profound and true. Very profound. This week's question is, have you ever stayed in a vacation rental that you regretted staying in? And if so, what was your experience with it? We'd love to hear from you in the comments down below. That was very good. Morto bene. Good job. Morto bene. So uh, glad you joined us, everyone. We're going to post some pictures and links to the This is Athens program that I mentioned. And uh, we'd love to hear more of your comments. So please leave comments for us and we will read them in next week's podcast. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Signing then, off now. Yeah, signing off now. And, and thank <laughs> you for accepting the new me. The new me. Thanks for accepting the new me, guys. All right. I'll see you later. Bye. Have see a good one. See you later, one. guys. Bye. See you. Bye-bye.